Hello and welcome back to Like What, where we review and love bad movies. My name is Brandon Dansger, and I'd like to welcome back Aaron Johnson, Howdy. our co-host. Uh, last week, if you missed it, we watched Dread, Judge Dread. This week, we watched Batman and Robin. 1997. Um, Joel Schumacher's Batman. Batnips, Batman. <laughs> Batnips, uh, bat dick. Yeah. Bat ass. <laughs> bat ass. Lots of shots really emphasizing those parts. I mean, we already knew the movie was insane in the beginning because the opening has this cool kind of like suiting up montage where he puts on the glove and there's cool sound effects. And all of a sudden, he puts on like his like bat pants and there's a zoom in on his ass. Yep. And so, I mean, you know the tone of the movie from right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the tone of the movie is, it's its a joke, it, it's very... I don't even know if it's aware it's a joke. <laughs> I, I hope it is. I want to believe that, like, it was meant to be campy. Yeah. That they, they well, kind of went in with, like, this very campy vibe, and then people just didn't like it, as opposed to them being like, this is a really, really? serious movie. And then everyone's like, what the hell were you doing? I mean... I, Every fight scene looked, I mean, we both agreed the movie looked very theatrical. And, like, every fight scene basically looked like a Disney ice rink show. Like, it looked like a Disney ice, like, it looked like a very, like, you know, there's so many weird costumes. There's so many, like, weird theater lights. Like, it was, everything was so theatrical and so, like. Ice skating fight. I mean, I I say Disney ice skating because the very first fight scene is an ice skating fight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And that kind of all played into. So right now on IMDb, it had a 3.7. Uh, Ron Tomato gave it 11%, and Metacritic gave it 28%. It, this isn't, these aren't popular. These aren't people. good numbers, especially for superhero movies, yeah. which generally uh, receive good reviews, besides a few of the same era. The, there was a really bad Superman movie of this. <laughs> yeah. Superman 4, I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. We need, to, we need to review that. Yeah. Point, yeah. <laughs> that, that one's next. Uh, but generally, other superhero movies of that time were very positively received. I'm going to say this movie almost killed the superhero kind of, you know, wa- the wave of superhero movies in the 90s. For, for a bit, yeah. Yeah, until Iron Man came back. I feel like this one was what killed it. Well, yeah. It, well, also what's funny, yeah. what's funny, yeah, Spider-Man 2 yeah. uh, came back. But what's, and they made the same mistake in Spider-Man in Spider-Man 3. 3, yeah. yeah. Well, they also made the same mistake in Spider-Man 2. I didn't, Spider-Man 2 didn't bug me as much. The mistake we're talking about is the fact that you, this movie tries to incorporate so many villains and so many kind of sub, like, end conflicts and so many subplots that you kind of just get so confused with everything. There's, yeah, so they have, uh, if you're not familiar with the movie, they have, like, four villains mm-hmm. and, like, three superheroes with absolutely almost zero plot to like or story or reason and it's just super uh... 
It's funny because I hate superhero movies with overdone origin stories, and I will say this movie gets an origin story out of for all three villains. It gets an origin story out of the way in like two minutes. <laughs> I I like the origin story, and this movie has zero. It's like you think it that ten minute scene inside that weird lab where two supervillains are created. <laughs> like they have they have an origin story, but it doesn't please me. It just seems like didn't please me either. <laughs> it just seems like it just comes out of nowhere, and they're just like, ah, we need. We had two. We had two characters that fell in a radioactive vat, and they both came out totally different. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. Are you familiar with Michael J. Nelson? Um, he's I don't know. He's related. To, he's related to Mystery Science Theater, right? Yeah. So he he was on Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Oh. Uh, and so I kind of, he, he has this quote in a book that he wrote that I really, really love. So I thought I'd, I'd read that. And it's about how great this movie is. <laughs> so he says, Batman and Robin is not the worst movie ever. No, indeed is it is the worst thing ever. Yes. It is the single worst thing that we as human beings have ever produced in recorded history. I know that sounds strong, but I... It's, it's facts. It, I mean, even just the editing of it, you notice that basically whenever two characters are talking, there is, like, such a long pause in between one character saying something to another and then another character saying something to another. I, like, I made the joke last night that I was like, most directors tell their actors, like, hey, say, like, leave a beat after you say that line. It seemed like Joel told his actors, leave a hundred beats after you say that line, because there are these just long, awkward pauses in between these characters. Why didn't he tell us? You know, Alfred, he'd never say anything. But I can tell. I can't believe it. I know. Yeah, there, there were especially a lot of pauses between... Uh, Batman and, and Robin and Alfred. Anything in the Robin Wayne Manor. Robin and Alfred. <laughs> the Wayne Manor just really... Uh, Everything in that fucking mansion is awkward. <laughs> yeah, and Alfred in general, I feel like they did Alfred wrong. And I, I guess I guess they did Alfred wrong a couple times. Uh, but, yeah. Well, because in the beginning, we get he has like this, ten, like this ten minute scene where he's talking about his brother in India... And like, oh, how he's always wanted to see his brother. We don't ever come back to that. We don't ever talk about that again. The only thing I can think of is because it's revealed that Alfred has some sort of disease. Yeah. That the brother in India was like looking for a cure. Oh, I didn't catch that. I, I don't know if that's intended, <laughs> but that's what I was like when I was looking back yeah. in the movie. I was like, huh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's, that's what they intended and then somehow it got cut out and. Yeah. We watch the director's cut. Oh, man. Oh, there we are. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll have the full story. Uh, so I, I'm not going to fully go into the plot as I usually do. So I'm going to give a kind of basic rundown. We all know who Batman is, but let's tell the um, story. Yeah. Well, they don't see. They don't even tell the story of Batman. <laughs> in this movie. They have like these weird I flashbacks. Think Joel Schumacher did a movie before this, I which think, was did Batman a, Forever. Yeah, I think that did enough of like, oh, my parents got killed. So I think this one, like, they didn't want to call attention too much of it, but they did have weird flashbacks, and you had a problem with that, I remember. They were super <laughs> weird. <laughs> it was these moments where Bruce Wayne, uh, played by the amazing George Clooney, and I bet he regrets this movie to this day, he'll just look at a window, and in the window he'll see, like, a really badly directed flashback. <laughs> and it's, like, oddly masked, so, like, you can tell, I don't know, it's just, like, 
it feels like what a student film would do. Yeah, absolutely. Like during yeah. the dream sequence, they're like, oh, yes, pan camera, put the vision Ooh. in the mirror. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> so the basic rundown, we got uh, right away Commissioner Gordon uh, just randomly tells Batman and Robin that they have to fight Mr. Freeze, who's robbing diamonds for his wife slash suit. He needs the diamonds to keep his suit cold and also to create a cure for his wife. Somehow, it just so happens they both need diamonds. What a coincidence. How perfect. (laughs) Uh, Meanwhile, you see Dr. Jason Woodrow, who's played by the lovable... Uh, John Glover. John, oh wait, sorry. I'm yeah, I'm who? Black. <laughs> yeah. John Glover uh, plays Lex Luthor on. Um, oh, I didn't connect that. Yeah, he, he play- does an amazing job in that in Smallville. Yeah, he, in Smallville. Yeah, and so I I love him as an actor, and yeah. so he's the kind of one character that I like absolutely loved in this movie, and he gets killed right away, and it was really disappointing. So, uh, Poison Ivy. Uh, who's his, like, lab assistant. She kills uh, Woodrow after getting turned. Also, Bane gets created somehow. Bane gets created. Um, (laughs) What do you think of Bane this movie? I thought his muscles were fake. I thought it was, like, some (laughs) sort of, like, weird animation technique or, like, some sort of, like, blow-up suit. Nope, that's his... That's that's a real person. Yeah. It, It looks totally fake. He was insane. Like when people, uh, people have ripped into Tom Hardy's Bane in Dark Knight Rises, but I tell them, watch Bane and Batman, <laughs> Batman and Robin, because this guy, he just like, there's a every time he wears a trench coat, he looks dumb. And there's a part where he's put, setting up bombs, and he just literally says, "Bomb, bomb, bomb." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Batman, Robin, Poison Ivy, Freeze, Bane. I feel like I could list 60 more things. They have uh, a very choreographed Disney-esque fight that you were kind of mentioning before. There's a part where they're having a fight scene, and they go into a hockey game where they use um, hockey sticks to bounce around the diamonds around. That's how ludicrous this movie gets. That, yeah. <laughs> it felt like I was watching a theater performance because it was just, there's a point where it's too choreographed in the and in, 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 I guess it's the way the camera yeah. is positioned where it's further out as opposed to in most cinematic yeah uh, movies they they cut quicker or they're closer up and this was just far out like weirdly it was something just, about it was too far out the zoom yeah yeah and just even comparing the fight scenes and the way you see like you know, super movies are done today. Like just like the way the fight scenes were choreographed, like they were like trapeze artists. Like there was there was a lot of wire work, but not even that. Like it looked like a dance the way Batman flew into his scene. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, and it's it's very reminiscent of Tim Burton movies. Tim Burton, I th- Batman. I and think we said this was like I feel like Joel tried so hard to capture what Tim Burton did, but just didn't quite hit well, the mark. He's not Tim Burton. Yeah, he's one. not Tim Burton, and so he shouldn't. <laughs> I feel like. And it may not be his fault. I feel like the studio could be like, hey, Tim Burns Batman's didn't do terrible. Yeah. Let's try to, we, we can modernize on this, you know, and, and let's do something similar again. And they're like, can I mean, you can you copy this? Yeah. And, <laughs> Even the and, set design, because, like, Tim Burns Gotham City was, like, very gothic, like as Tim Burns is. And, like, like, there's gargoyles everywhere. But in this one, we, there's just, like, 80 foot high like Greek god statues and just everything is so like the city is like monolithic and just like it's so weird yeah and yeah and you you see the city a bit 
and uh, in one of the random choreographed fight scenes, they're snowboarding, skateboarding, snowboarding, something yeah. with, with, like, debris from... They, um, Mr. Freeze is a rocket ship for some reason, <laughs> and they, um, they use, the, like, the bulk doors as, like, snowboards to go, like, snowboarding down the buildings and stuff like because that. Because the, well, because the rocket ship is blowing up, and so there's no better way for them to get down than... I mean, they have capes, they have a plane. Nah, they're just gonna snowboard down this... And Mr. Freeze somehow had wings. Uh, it's funny, I had that action figure. I had that, I had an exact action figure back at home. It is insane how much, like, product placement... Not, not, I'm not gonna say product placement, but just... The character, like, Batman and Robin changed costumes, and there's so many vehicles. There was so much of a push to, like, sell toys in this movie. Did you feel yeah. like that? Yeah, well, there was a lot of product placement. I don't know if the audience caught on, but the beginning scene... Uh, that I played for everyone uh, with the bidding at the start of the podcast uh, is when Batman shows his Visa credit card. Oh, no, American Express. American Express <laughs> credit card. And he's like... Never leave the Batcave without it. <laughs> yeah, never leave the Batcave without it. And so there's just like weird random where they sold out. And that's... Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's probably I mean, why they did well. There was wise. a line in there where um, Poison Ivy's talking to Bane, and she, like, says to the police, like, oh, this big boy, he comes with every Poison Ivy action figure. And I'm like, did she actually just say that? Like, is that an actual line in this movie? <laughs> I feel like they're trying to pull, like, a Deadpool where they're like, I break the yeah. fourth wall! Yeah. <laughs> well, were the Deadpool comics out at all? Yeah, they were, but... Yeah, they yeah. weren't as popular. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh... Anyways, so the movie just kind of ends with the good guys putting the bad guys in jail. Alfred, uh, his, her, his granddaughter becomes Batgirl, and she's randomly throughout the movie. She gets thrown in there for, like, no reason. Uh, she, like, in the beginning, she walks into the mansion, and she says, like, oh, my parents were killed in a car crash. We don't bother going into that exposition. No. Nope. Like, <laughs> and it's, she walks into the, she discovers that Batman and Robin are, yeah, Batman and Robin, and she walks into the cave, and there's a computer, uh, there's, like, an AI Alfred, and... AI Alfred's talking to her, and she's like, Alfred, are you there? And it's like, no, you fucking idiot, it's the computer. And the computer's like, I made the perfect suit for you. Like, offhand, the computer knew her, like, bra size and, like, knew her, like, size. It's a creepy computer. It, it's a creepy computer. I, I, I cannot talk, like, fathom how creepy it is when she first walks into the mansion and, like, Robin to ask, looks at Batman and has this, like, weird comment, like, oh, can we keep her? Like, can she live at the house? There's something inherently creepy about, like, two, like, a grown man and a young boy being, like, a girl just walked into our mansion. Can we, can she live here with us? And it's just, like, it's just all sorts of weird in that house. Competition for, <laughs> for the female yeah. love. <laughs> and, anyways, so, Freeze and, um, Poison Ivy end up in jail and Batman helps Freeze save his wife. Yeah, I... In return for the cure... For Alfred. Yeah, so we, we tie up that plot line really quickly. That was like, <laughs> I feel like they didn't actually know what they're doing, and they're like, eh, we'll just... Oh, you think there was a boredom discussion where it's like, should we kill Alfred? I don't know, <laughs> like, he's an important character in the Batman mythos. Should we kill him off? It'll give, like, a good catharsis for him, but I don't know if we should kill him off. <laughs> I feel like I feel like they were, like, halfway through the movie, and they're like, shit. We can't we, kill him off. We don't know how to... How do we cure him? They're like, oh, wait, Mr. Freeze knows a cure. <laughs> Mr. Freeze. Or maybe Alfred brother or whatever that stupid scene was yeah <laughs> yeah and that's kind of where the movie ends pretty much with with the cure for 
Alfred. Um, please, yeah, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy are in jail. Um, Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy do not get along anymore. That's the one takeaway. Yeah. Poison Ivy is upset. It, so Poison Ivy's main power in this movie is that she can, like, turn make people fall in love with her, which on, you know, for any other movie, that would be, like, a cool kind of conflict to, you know, turn someone against you. But there is these really, there's repeated scenes where Batman and Robin are arguing with each other, like, oh, why has always got to be your way or the highway? She's just... She just oh, Poison Ivy loves me. There's these weird scenes, right? I, I, I felt like you know the main conflict of this movie is that Batman keeps cock blocking Robin. <laughs> well, there is there's this great scene with Alfred where Bruce Wayne's like, "Am I a pighead? It, it is it always my way or the highway?" And Alfred's like. Yeah, yeah. He goes into like this really metaphorical like kind of talk that doesn't really answer about, his question. <laughs> well, it's about it's about it's about fate and like how he wants to control death and mm-hmm. I'm like are you really going there? I feel like these people lightly read Batman comic books and thought they understood very the lightly. Yeah, <laughs> it's like that. Like- <laughs> I don't think that's what Batman's about. I was like, uh, I'm I'm an avid reader of the comic books and I don't think that's what Batman. He all, about. he he just wants to save his parents, man. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants to save his parents. <laughs> Control death. Uh, so to, that was one one cool quote, I guess. <laughs> cool. Uh, do you have any other interesting quotes that you... I think we could talk at length about the amount of ice puns that... Oh, by the way, if you haven't mentioned earlier, Arnold Schwarzenegger is in this movie. I don't think I mentioned that, yeah. And he plays Mr. Freeze. By the way, Mr. Freeze's costume looked cool in this movie, I will admit, it's my favorite. Mr. Freeze's costume is good. Yeah, the ice puns... But the ice puns were non-stop I feel like I could just play, like, a minute video of just puns just going back to back. So many of them. The Iceman cometh. I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold. To your pleas of mercy, you are not sending me to the cooler. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Please, well, stay cool, bird boy. Can you be cold, Batman? All right, everyone, chill. Let's kick some ice. Hey, freeze. The heat is on. Freeze in hell, Batman! He names one of his henchmen Frosty, and he just, like, at one point yells at the cat. I didn't understand what was going on until several minutes later. He yells at the camera going, Frosty! <laughs> there, yeah, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, I feel, did a good job I with I think he Mr. was the only Free. one that, He was like, the only reason I didn't fall asleep, like, earlier in the movie. <laughs> he was. He stole the show. He, he stole the show, yeah. yeah. And uh, there, were, there were a few funny quotes, like, between Batman and Robin. There was one in particular. It was in the very beginning. I think that's... I said a few, but I think it's only this one. This is the only quote I like of Batman and Robin. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. He says that because, okay, so I read somewhere that actually there are shots of, like, Nicolas Cage in um, a Superman outfit. Originally, uh, I forgot, there was another director that was going to do a Superman movie with Nicolas Cage playing Superman. And they said that if this movie did well, they were going to do a world's finest movie, a Batman and Superman team-up movie with Ben uh, George Clooney and Joel Schumacher directing it. And that would be so with Nicolas Cage. I'm wondering if that Cage. was a callback to it, yeah. Well, because... Nicolas I, Cage was definitely interested. I mean, there's images on well, the no, internet. Well, there's no, there's an entire documentary about that movie oh, and yeah. why it, like, failed. And it's I mean, very... I, we can I see every the, reason by watching this movie why I watched the documentary, and I, uh, this is one of the main reasons that movie, uh, like, they they pulled yeah. out on that movie. 
I, I, I'm trying to remember who was the writer of it, because he's famous now. Yeah. Um... We'll look into it, but I'm saying if that movie was made, you and I would have a field day with a Nicolas Cage, George, George Clooney movie. I kind of want to want that more than the Batman versus Superman movie. I feel that, well, Tim Burton was going to direct it. Oh, he was. Um, Or <clears throat> at least, weird. I'm pretty sure they had Tim Burton as the director, and uh, that would have been interesting. I would have enjoyed that. I like Tim Burton, and I feel yeah. Tim Burton can pull it off, whereas Joel Schumacher, yeah. Schumacher just it was like on the verge. It was close to being it, but it just felt forced, and it just didn't feel. And it was too campy. It was too where thea- it was just where, way too and theatrical, theatrical. Where Tim Burton isn't necessarily theatrical or, or campy, even though it looks that way. Yeah. it still has a, like a serious vibe to it that still comes off once in a while. He has an aesthetic, and he plays to it very well. Which is Joel Schumacher. I feel like it's just all over the place. Yeah. So what? Uh, what would you? rate this movie in general from you know one to five this is a tough question every week because watch and pass it's a bad movie but i can't say absolutely watch it yeah you you think watch it it's it it, it's if you like bad movies it's it's you know it's a joy to watch but if you came to see a quality movie don't watch it because the film is atrocious even for people who like bad movies i would say pass i i i mean besides arnold schwarzenegger and Mr. I was gonna Freeze. say, come for the Alan Schwarzenegger ice puns. You can just like literally cut out, like find on YouTube. I'm sure it exists. Like yeah. just all, all Arnold Schwarzenegger scenes. In yeah, that you're movie. right. Actually, you know what? Don't and bother watching watch that. Just watch like a super cut of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Because <laughs> I feel like that would be much more enjoyable. It has about the same amount of plot yeah. as the full movie. Absolutely. It's just an hour shorter. <laughs> So with that, I think we're going to conclude yeah, sure. uh, the podcast this week, unless you have any final statements. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think we're both on a pass right now. Maybe watch a Arnold Schwarzenegger super cut yeah. of the movie and tune in next week. And uh, thank you for listening. team from hell.